Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. For all the news and expert opinion, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, an absolute gift. 21 seconds in, 1 nothing for the Oilers. Poked into the corner. Battled for Yamamoto from behind the net. Sets a barrier shot, save, rebound, score. The Oilers regain the lead. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 4-3, 3.27 to play, right under the bar, on the rebound. Taking you back to last night, Nugent Hopkins early and late as the Oilers won game four against the Flames 5-3 to go up 3-1 in the best of seven. There are storylines galore, and to discuss some of them, courtesy Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. It is Craig McTavis checking in on Inside Sports. Craig, how are you doing? All good, Reed. Doing fantastic. Yeah, lots to talk about tonight. Looking forward to it. Well, I, I bet, uh, man, oh, man, let's start with Nugent Hopkins. You obviously know this player well. Uh, your your uh, tenure in management with the Edmonton Oilers covered the uh, early portions of Nugent Hopkins' career. I know I still have friends who uh, say to me, I can't believe he is an 11-year veteran. And, uh, you know, Rob Brown said that is the biggest goal Nugent Hopkins has scored so far because Rob of course is optimistic there are more big moments to come but a huge night for Nugent Hopkins yeah. when the Oilers really needed it no it was really good I feel great for him he's uh as you said he's been here a long time there hasn't been all that many meaningful games or as meaningful as what last night was and it was good to see him uh get to get the uh get the game winner get the fourth one from the tough areas and as Mark Messier used to say lots, if you want to be a goal scorer, you have to do things indicative of scoring goals. And that's getting to those tough, gritty areas because that's where all the goals are scored. And uh, I think Nuge at times is, is more a guy that gravitates to the outside and tries to make a good play. Uh, and last night he found himself right on the inside, right where he needed to be. And he's got the skill level in the hands to complete that play. And, uh, you know, you could say the same about the first goal. He came in on the four check. I mean, obviously it was a, a mishandle by Markstrom. Uh, you know, these things happen, but it, it wasn't a gimme goal either. The angle was pretty sharp and you had to handle the puck a little bit. And, you know, that's, uh, that's what skill does for you. But I'm really happy for him. I listened to his interview at the end of the game, and he was uh, 
you could tell in his voice just how pleased he was to uh, to, to deliver uh, to that magnitude in a game that, that was that important. Well, and it's that that goal he scored to make it four three means we're talking more about that than about the weird one, the long range bomber, man. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm just wondering your view of that, your thought on that. Cause I mean, that has the potential to be, well, I mean, I'm sure it was demoralizing, but it has the potential to be demoralizing and costing a team a game. Didn't cost the orders that game. They bounced back your thoughts on the goal and the response. Well, I, I think, and I've said this to you before on uh, our, our, one of our former shows, Mike Smith, to me, owes me nothing. He owes the team nothing. The effort that that guy's put forward and the intensity that he plays the game with, I said uh, a, a week or two ago that whatever happens, what, whether the performance drops or whether it's elevated, He's uh, gained my trust and respect for the way that he's played and the intensity that he's played because really as a coach, all you can ask for from a player is to give you everything he has. I mean, sometimes it's not enough on certain guys. It's been certainly enough for Mike, the way that he's played in the playoffs. But if you give, as a coach, I think you start with a realistic expectation about, about the capability of the player. And if you play and give it everything you have, which this guy does every night, then, you know, if he makes a mistake like that, he's, he's playing with host money for me because he's made so many uh, fantastic saves. And it was an unfortunate uh, uh, goal, and the timing of the goal was pretty bad. But uh, these things happen. I mean, when I was coaching in Europe, it happened a lot more like it, it, it was a tactic where guys would shoot the puck just crossing their own blue line and try and uh, try, try and uh, get goals because it, it is an anxious play for goaltenders. I mean, this wasn't because he just didn't see it. He didn't, uh, he, he didn't pick it up off the stick of Anderson. Amazing that he had the wherewithal to try that play. But uh, Mike didn't pick it up. But a lot of times, those long shots where you're waiting for the puck and, uh, you know, it can, can be at times trying to catch a Phil Necro knuckleball. <laughs> and, it's, it, and you just, you know, there's a lot of pressure on making those saves because you know you have to make it. But, you know, Mike owes us uh, nothing from this point forward in my estimation. And he's made so many great saves that, I could quickly uh, discount that, and it's good that the team rallied and uh, came back in the game and uh, and uh, bailed Mike out because that's what good teams do. I always believe that good teams, you know, overcome excellent goaltending in the other end, and and that's sometimes goaltending mistakes in your end. Good teams just find a way to elevate it and overcome some of those breaks, but. Uh, it was a weird goal, but uh, I quickly uh, discounted it. Okay. I want, we, we, let's circle back to the goal in the first minute. You gave a good breakdown of how Nugent Hopkins had to handle the puck and, and use his body to angle this to score that goal. Let's talk about the <laughs> emotional reaction. The building has been amazing. The fans are superlative throughout this playoff run and obviously 21 seconds in you're hoping you're going to roll i i i re-watch a part of the game when i get home 
Uh, and, uh, you know, they oh, okay. flashed yeah. Sutter on the bench, and he's kind of given his team the calm down sign. Uh, talk about uh, what can you tell me about managing emotions, both the positive and the negative, when there is a, when there is a goal that early, you know, in that situation. It must feel, you know, does it, does it even heighten everything that's already going on? Do you have to tell your team, let's relax either way? Well, if you're trying to take the crowd out of it, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, you know, from a coaching standpoint, from uh, Daryl Sutter, I think, you know, you just put it behind you quickly. You don't get affected by it. And uh, you move on. Um, it's, it's the second and third one that were a little, uh, the third one in particular when, Calgary had such a the pressure on us for had to be a minute and a half it felt longer watching the game but it had to be at least that and then we go down and uh, Evander pops one to make it three nothing to me that would be more demoralizing than the uh, than the goalie handle but but you're right to talk about the crowd yeah like it's just it, it, I mean it's just an amazing environment and uh one thing I'd like to touch on again is the whole environment around Rogers Place, not to mention the arena. I had the uh, fortune or misfortune, as some might say, of having uh, a, a, a dinner with uh, a couple, a lot of Oilers fans and a couple of Calgary fans, and they, they were just, you know, lamenting the fact of the difference in the building and the environment. And it's, I mean, I don't think that uh, the owner gets enough credit for the vision that he had for all of this. Like, I, I live down here. I see it on a regular basis. It's just a spectacular environment down here, not only in the rink, but the winter garden coming across, the ice district. Like, it's everything that he envisioned when, uh, when he had the, the – vision to start this uh this project and i really think that uh it gets under recognized in 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 our market i haven't seen too many stories where daryl gets a lot of credit for for this and, and it's spectacular and i think he deserves more like he he does get criticized at times of the case there and ownership and stuff like that but you know, the people I talked to couldn't be more appreciative of the uh, the venue we have and the opportunity that we have as Edmontonians to, to get together and just have a great time around Oilers hockey and the passion of Oilers hockey and the luxurious environment that we have down here, so inclusive for everybody. It's just, uh, I mean, I don't know whether there's any uh, experience like it in the game uh, when, you, when you factor in what we come into, where we watch it, and the passion of the Oilers fans. So that's just my five cents worth of, uh, of, of, of DK. Well, no, well, no. I think it is relevant, and um, you know, I talked to Tim yeah. Shipton uh, last week. On, uh, I think I was down there doing some hits on the afternoon news, and I said it's it's cool for me to see it because, as as someone who was on air and I was working on Stoff Show for part of it too, you're talking so much about it, and so much of the story was conflict and city council wants this and and the Oilers want this, and you know now they're not talking. So for me, it was cool to see 
the the culmination, right? I mean, this was the plan, yeah. not just the rink, but the area around the rink. And of course, it you know it's it couldn't all be finished at the same time. And then we had COVID throw a wrench in things. So to actually see it be a place people can yeah. gather and and celebrate the team together and and go through the ups and downs together, that that's what it's I'm fantastic. enjoying. Fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, yesterday, Mayor Sohi and the council had everybody to uh, Churchill Square for a little rally and. Hey, no, nobody enjoys these runs more than the fans in the city of Edmonton. I mean, we really live for this stuff because it's spring, the weather is good, playoff hockey, there's so many good things. You can celebrate the Oilers' success, but you also celebrate, you know, spring and great weather in the city of Edmonton is fantastic. All right, we're going to take a quick time out here with Craig McTavish. He's joining us for Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Home of the lifetime warranty. We're going to look ahead to tomorrow's game. How can the Oilers close it out? It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Colorado now up 2-0 on St. Louis late in the first period. The Avalanche looking to close out that series in five. That's what the Oilers will try to do tomorrow, discussing the BOA with Craig McTavish for Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Okay, Mac T, before I, I dive into the keys yeah. for tomorrow, I want to ask you about a player who the Oilers got at the trade deadline, and I remember you really liked this deal when it happened. So I'm hoping we can follow up on it and, and get your take on why he's so effective. And, uh, you know, the, the defense, the minutes are pretty evenly distributed. Brett Kulak is who I want to ask you about, who played 18 and a half minutes last night. What makes him such a, a, a solid D? Because I, I see a lot of pretty wise plays on his behalf throughout the game. Well, he's, he's surpassed my level of expectation for what his capability was. There is. I mean, I thought he'd be a guy that would come in and uh, give us depth play potentially in our bottom pair, uh, but but give us some depth that you need in the playoffs. If you're going to have a lengthy run, you've got to have, you know, eight or nine defensemen that, you ha- that have the capability to step in and uh, play pretty flawlessly if you're going to advance to the next round. But, I mean, he's exceeded that. He's... Uh, I mean, he, he's stepped up his – I don't know whether he stepped up his game or I just didn't know how, how uh, effective he was as a player. I knew that uh, that he had range and he had speed. I knew he was a great kid because he played uh, with my son, Sean, for uh, for a bit of summer hockey when uh, when uh, Brian Benning was the coach and Umberto was the coach. So I knew he was a great kid, uh, but man, he's come in and he's he's played great. 
And it really is the new era defenseman that you have to, you know, you, you maybe you don't have to, but it's really helpful to have the mobility and get back to pucks so quickly. And he's he's a very good skater, and he's got a he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders, and he's he's making good plays with the puck and defending and. I think he's caught up too in the in the uh, in the excitement of being a hometown kid playing for the Edmonton Oilers because his battle level and his compete level is uh, really good right now and he's he's played fantastic. Okay, so a chance to win the series tomorrow, and I'll I'll ask this in the in the context that uh, I actually thought. Calgary played quite well last night, despite the fact that they they fell behind. I mean, I, I thought they had a pretty I agree. good game. Yeah, I so agree. What needs to happen tomorrow? Well, I always believed that the first opportunity to knock a team out was your best opportunity. When you were up three-one, they're 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 thinking they've got a chance, especially based on the way that they played last night. They played well. In Daryl's press conference, he was uh, rightfully complimentary of the way that they played and the battle to come back in that game. So they're, they're, they're going to uh, rally behind that performance. They're going to feel they got a little bit unlucky not winning or getting it at least overtime uh, last night. But they're also going to believe that it is a... a, a you know, they're against pretty stacked odds to win. And so if we can come out and uh, apply a lot of pressure early, put our best first period forward, they're going to start to believe you're going to pick away, pack away at their faith in their ability to win. And once your belief or your faith goes in your ability to win, then the, the, you're done. And so the Oilers, if they come in and get off to a great start tomorrow, and they'll they'll pack into that belief. Uh, they'll they'll start to question their belief and their ability to not only win that game, but but win the series. And then they may topple. But you're we're going to need their best game. And if it, if if they do come out and Calgary plays great and they get that game, then they're going to think we we have a much better chance. We got to go into Edmonton and win one game. So I really think that uh, the coaches will be all over the fact that this is going to be a great opportunity tomorrow night to close them out, but it's not going to be easy. All right. And before I let you go, I saw you at the uh, hockey Edmonton newser, on Monday, the uh, U18 AAA teams, Hockey Edmonton partnering with the Oilers, so they're going to be known as the yeah. uh, Junior Oilers. I believe they're going to be called Orange and Blue to, to separate them. And, and you've been doing some work with Hockey Edmonton lately as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about this uh, partnership and, and uh, why this is important that the AAA teams here are partnering up with the Oilers. Well, fantastic partnership for everybody. I mean, the Oilers, it's a... It's a great for them to support minor hockey and i know bob nicholson is uh you know he comes from a hockey canada background and uh you know he knows more than anybody the value of developing hockey players and so it's fantastic for the oilers to get behind that really good for hockey edmonton i mean 
with the academies. I, I mean, most of the listeners won't know uh, much about the academies, but they really uh, cherry-pick the best players out of Hockey Edmonton, and then they they offer them scholarships to go to the academies and stuff like that. So so they're, they're a bit under siege. So this is a, a really great initiative from uh, Hockey Edmonton to go from the club level triple midgets to the uh, to just two two citywide triple uh, A midget teams backed by the Oilers and th- so it's great for uh, hockey Edmonton but the, by far the biggest beneficiary is going to be the players which you know everybody's most excited about that this partnership with the Oilers and this winning organization is really they're going to be able to offer them experiences and development uh, techniques that they otherwise wouldn't have. So it's it's going to be fantastic for those 40 players to put on uh, Oilers jerseys and uh, and compete uh, as as Edmonton Oilers. That's I can only imagine how thrilling that will be for those players. Yeah, right on. All right, Craig. Yeah. Always enjoy your appearances yeah. on the show. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Fun. man. Thanks, Reed. Appreciate it. You make it easy. We'll talk to you later. That is Craig McTavish on Inside Sports. Uh, we'll get some of the latest Oilers comments from Calgary. And the uh, lines are open. 780-496-0063 if you want to talk about the BOA. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.